This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem in the Rocky Mountain region, featuring the founders, funders, and contributors, and most importantly, the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and today is a first on Found in the Rockies. I'm actually recording from the spot, that is, from the company we're featuring on today's episode. Why? How? Well, on today's episode, I'm so excited to feature Jason O'Neill, founder and CEO, and Sharia Clancy, the COO, dynamic duo of Sidecar, which is a co-working community with not one, not two, but three locations in Montana. Jason, Sharia, thanks hey, so much for joining us. Hi. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Hello. Yeah. Super exciting. I mean, I, I got to tell you, it's when I moved to Montana in 2015, I don't even think, I mean, you know, you, you walk down the street in Montana and even, even utter a word like we work, people will be like, yeah, we're working. We're working out in the fields. We're working in, you know, uh, on, on the tractor that's broke. No, I'm teasing. Right. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but like, this is a cool thing that you guys started in Montana. Yeah. Thanks. What, uh, you know, to begin, why don't, why don't you, I'd love to hear a little bit about both of you, your backgrounds, uh, kind of who you are, where you came from, how you met, and we'll kind of take that into how this, how Sidecar got, got started. Jason, why don't yes. you begin? Why don't you tell us all about you, where you grew up, your story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as a child, I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, um, then uh, early teenage years, family and I moved over to Montana. Uh, for you know, different school systems, different environment to raise kiddos and whatnot. So um, Billings was my home for quite a while um, until about 2007, or sorry, 2008. My wife and I moved to Helena, um, moved up here um, to Helena for a church plant. We were pretty involved um, with the church at that point and helped launch a, that community here in Helena. Um, about that same time, you know, professionally, I was kind of dabbling in a few different uh, sectors, trying to figure out what it, what is it that I want to do with this life. Um, so did a little bit of um, work in kind of the mental health field. Um, then I got into health insurance and was at Blue Cross Blue Shield for um, better part of a decade. Um, and, you know, it was a fantastic job. Loved it. I learned a lot, but it didn't really for myself kind of scratch a creative, that creative itch that you have. Um, so I started, uh, just taking photos, weekends, nights, kind of a side hustle thing. Um, and it, at a point where it felt good for our family departed from, you know, guaranteed paycheck, health insurance, all those securities that you have, uh, and jumped full time into Entre photography. Entrepreneurs don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, like ne security, <laughs> neither do mothers like and fathers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Um, but you know, it was something that we both felt was necessary, and we wanted to spend our time doing something that we were passionate about. And Good so, thing. started jumping into photography by myself, but very quickly um, realized, you know, as I'm working from coffee shops or home, uh, mm. just how lonely and depressing that that was. Yeah. Um, so just, and what, time frame? what oh. time frame was that about? Uh, so that was, I would say hmm, 
six and a half, seven years ago. So that would Got probably it. be what's this year right now? <laughs> so like 2017. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was about 2017. And okay. just commiserating over lunch with a friend who is working remotely. You know, we're like, dude, we're both feeling this. Let's just get an office, yeah. just the two of us and split it. Kind uh, of so an, like, another yeah. classic entrepreneur's journey, right? The pain yeah. point, the problem, yep. the inspiration. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Identifying cool. that personal need and, you know, reacting to it. And so we did that and, you know, very quickly, if a handful of others in our own community were like, Hey, I'm, I'm lonely working by myself. Like we don't do the same work, but can we just like work in the same proximity so we can mm-hmm. see you guys? Uh, so then idea bubble popped and uh, we, that's, that's where sidecar started for us, um, you know, about six years ago now. And, you know, Very for cool. my wife and I, you know, Helena, Helena's incredible. We love it. It's a great family town. Uh, we do a lot of mountain biking, outdoor stuff. Kind of the mountain bike capital of Montana. Maybe. It arguably. is. It's yeah, pretty good. We, yeah. Yeah. We have the best trails in Bozeman. So, uh, it's, <laughs> I love great. that thing. It is true. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so ran it as a side hustle for a while. And then uh, Sharia um, was a member for a bit with a startup. Ah. Um, we've known each other for quite a while. Uh, and she kind of saw that desire of mine to go like, hey, let's, uh, I, I want to expand outside of Helena. And it was a good transition point for her to move from where she was at to jump on here. And Very cool. Yeah. Maybe that's a good uh, segue for... Sheree to tell a little bit about her story. I do want to go back to Helena though, because I yeah. love, I love Helena. It's one of my favorite cities in the state. I have a lot of favorite cities in Montana, but I, <laughs> Helena is a super cool town. We're going to go back and talk about it. Yeah. But Sharia first, please tell us from the beginning, yes. from the uh, beginning. <laughs> Once upon a time. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've lived in Helena for a long, long time and also super love it, obviously, because I've never left. So, um, I married my high school sweetheart. We have three wonderful children. Um, and both both my husband and I kind of like stumbled our way into entrepreneurship on accident. Which, That's usually how it happens. Yeah. yeah, we're like working for somebody else and kind of deciding like, hey, I could do this for myself and maybe like make a little more money. He did construction. I My background's in accounting. Um, so I was, you know, working at an accounting firm in my very early 20s and uh put in my notice, like, I'm just going to do this, this on my own so I can like have more flexibility, you know, hang out with my baby more, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the accountant I worked for was like, you know, I don't want to keep up the bookkeeping side of the business here. Just take all the clients. <laughs> so just like that, I had a business. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And so I did accounting for many years. Uh, sometimes it was my main gig, sometimes more of a side gig. Um, I was an administrator at a church. So funny enough, Jason and I both have like a uh, church employment background, but this is not a cult. So um, just to be clear. <laughs> but you do get robes and slippers when you sign up. So. <laughs> yeah. Ah, very cool. Yeah. So And, um, and there's great donuts instead of communion. Uh, yes, basically. Yeah. exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I've done like a lot of variations of the same thing. Accounting, uh, you know, bookkeeping, operations management, all that kind of stuff. And then I ended up at Sidecar um, in 2020, like right after the pandemic started, I started working for a um, fintech startup as a COO. Ah. One of the first calls I made was to Jason because we'd been friends for probably like 10 years at that point and um, was like, hey, I need a place to work. 
I also had tried the office on my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this. I used to share an office with Lenny. He had his like recording studio at night and I had yeah. my accounting office during the day. It's kind of a weird mashup, <laughs> hot but it seat. works. That's a good hot yeah. seat. Yeah. yeah. But I was just by myself and I, I didn't like it. It's like not motivating at all. So um, I knew I needed people to work around. Sidecar was a great fit. Um, does, unfortunately, Lenny, this... does Lenny still have an office in Sidecar in Helena? Is no, he, he doesn't. He has his own studio, but okay. um, yeah, he's still he's still a good friend of ours. Yeah, so. That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, I you know, unfortunately, the startup I was working with was one that did not survive the yeah. the pandemic and that kind of uh, that whole season. And mm-hmm. so, as then I, that was winding down, I was looking for something else. Like Jason said, he was talking about expanding, and I was <laughs> like, man, I really wish I could be a part of this. My employer kept talking to Jason, was like, you really should hire Shreya. You, re- you really should hire Shreya. <laughs> so finally, I just like sat him down on the couch one day and was like, look, I have to go find a job. Do you want to hire me or not? Yeah. Th- this is like how our dynamic works. I'm like the blunt. That's why like, re- we're interview reversal. Like, <laughs> it was very yeah. forward. Like, yeah. I remember, if I can close my eyes, I remember the room <laughs> and you just sitting down going, okay, I need a job. Yes or is no? Is it here or do I need to go somewhere else? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I bullied him into hiring me, and um, here we are often, a couple years later. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great, great founding, uh, you know, great, great foundation for a uh, founding team. Yeah, the bully, yes. bully, bullying to hire. Uh, yes. But, but uh, I know you two well. I know you you work great together. I mean, you two are totally like the peanut butter and jelly of like, you know, nice. like of like a team. It's it's like uh, you're such a great fit. And uh, I actually never knew about the accounting background, but now it makes a lot of sense that you know that's that's mm-hmm. a great great asset yeah. you bring to the team because it, it's I would yeah. imagine it's a pretty important part of running a successful door. <laughs> yeah, collecting, uh, uh, collecting Jason's receivables. former business partner, who I also know is a wonderful person, uh, very high energy, very much a people person. And I remember one time at like a party or something, seeing Jason there and telling him. I am so scared for you guys. Who is keeping track of things? <laughs> because they had two people, people. And yeah. I mean, uh, the first thing we bought was a kegerator. Yeah. Like, <laughs> priorities were set. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, little did I know, Sounds actually, like now working with Jason, he's like much more organized and on top of things than I realized. But, uh, but he's a culture I, I person. He's a people money. person. Yeah. 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 Culture, build yeah. community. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm in the background balancing the numbers and making and, sure things actually work. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So I, I love the origin story of, of you know, kind of how it all came together. And then it, it seems like, you know, COVID was was definitely a, a catalyst there. Uh, mm. But tell me about I think a lot of people would be surprised that maybe know something about Montana or 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 the, t- the general tech ecosystem here. If I were to give people three guesses as to where the first co-working, the first real co-working space with great culture and great, you know, all the, all the goodies, I would guess that they probably wouldn't say Helena if they had just had a random guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell yeah. me about why Helena was such a perfect spot and such a great place. Cause I believe yeah. that. That's, tell me, tell me. That's a really good question. I think like even just thinking about Helena before my wife and I moved from Billings, uh, someone asked us, you know, what do you think about moving to, or no, I asked my wife, what do you think about moving to Helena? And she goes, I did. I don't think about Helena. And like, that like that that's a narrative that a lot of people have yeah um or have they, had historically they do you um, think they probably most people attribute you know they think about the, that's where the state capital is they yeah think about, right yeah oh yeah absolutely and we're just so much smaller than you know billings mm-hmm. bozeman missoula mm-hmm. 
Galspell. Um, we don't have the pit. People I talk to that are from out of town, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been to Montana. We drove by this giant hole in the ground on I-90. I'm like, yeah. That's the Berkeley <laughs> That's pit. Yeah. yeah. I think Helena worked really well for us. Well, for me at the time, I think, for a number of reasons. You know, I... Um, when I first started this, um, you know, I was pretty tied into um, just a lot of the kind of cultural hubs and different communities in Helena. And mm-hmm. so uh, when, when I first even just opened an office for my buddy and I, you know, we already had a pretty big network and a rapport with a lot of the community members from different roles I've had in jobs or volunteering or just networking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what really helped us as well is, you know, being, being in Helena, the access to your different economic developers Mm -hmm. um, and whatnot. And those decision makers in not just your local community, but like state community, um, you know, this, this is home for a lot of them through most of the year. And Mm -hmm. so the access to the expertise and the intelligence and guidance of the teams there, you know, I think specifically, you know, Ken Fickler, a great friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran the economic development team up there and he's actually an advisor for us, a great friend. You know, he, he and also a founder. He, yep. Also a founder gaze doing yep. great. We should and have him on the podcast. Actually. That would, I think he, wasn't he? No, he was. not yet. Oh, I thought he was. No, not yet. Oh, um, but they're, they're in our Missoula space now. Cool. Um, but having folks like that to, you know, kind of challenge your way of thinking and go like, okay, take a step back. You want to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like at that time, you know, as a full-time photographer, this is like, well, what if you just slowly build this? You know, you have income from there, like just see what can happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the community itself in Helena is pretty tight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has played out really, really well. Yeah. For that us. like small town environment has definitely helped us. Whereas then, you know, um, Missoula, we took over an existing space where there was already a community ex- established and we took over management. Um, but like in Bozeman, when we opened, it was a brand new community and it's just not as small of a town. People don't know us. Right. And so mm-hmm. it was a whole different experience being like, oh, how do we how do we grow this without all those personal connections and networks? Because, you know, Jason started with his friends and then more people are like, I want to join. I want to join. And it's such a small town. People hear about it. Sure. Um, so I think that's really what made it perfect to to sort of launch the sidecar and start with is like just big enough to support it, just small enough that like people are paying attention, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, I mean, it's, it's in our backyard. So there are countless nights of like put kids to bed, kiss my wife goodbye and, you know, go demo walls for four hours or build desks. Like yeah. uh, we couldn't do that in Bozeman or Missoula from right here. So Yeah. Very cool. And, and, you know, I think to, Helena to me also has a lot of other great attractors outside of just community. I mean, you know, you got Carroll college there, which mm-hmm. folks might not be familiar with, but, um, you know, great there's, so there's great young people, students in the area. Um, there's the, I love the walking mall too. The, yeah. uh, what's that thing called? The, it's the, yeah, the walking mall. Yeah. It's the walking mall. Okay. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great, great town. So if you're yeah. listening to the episode, you're thinking about Montana, like relocating, Helena might be a might be good spot. Yeah, well, especially in the current economic climate, right? Like Helena has remained a little bit more affordable than mm-hmm. than Bozeman or Missoula at this point, mm-hmm. just since we're smaller, a little off the beaten path, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about tell us about the first space? Because it's a pretty cool 
the the Helena spot, pretty cool spot mm-hmm. you guys ended up in. Right? Yeah. So our our first one in Helena, um, there's a good friend in town, another entrepreneur who runs a uh, apparel company and lifestyle brand. Um, I had talked to him for quite a while about this idea of co-working and he just had just bought the building, had some vacant space. And um, just as I'm talking this through with him, cause I approached him like, Hey, like you're a successful businessman. Like I have this idea. I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What would you do? He's like, you know, I've always wanted to do something like this, but I don't have capacity. I have some space upstairs. Let's see how it goes. Um, so we started with just an office on a floor um, and then as we continued to grow, we would cut doorways into walls and annex them into the next <laughs> unit. And by the end of our time at that space, we basically took over an entire floor by just continuing to annex um, cool. each space and opening up more spaces we needed. And it was an older building, had a lot of character. Um, the burnt orange carpet in the hallway has like yep. a special kind of charm. You know? yep. And then... Uh, <laughs> But I, I keep reflecting on that time and that season too, because I found that, and we can talk about this more later, but like as we grow mm-hmm. and you, you, as an entrepreneur, when you're more in that culture, you get this idea of what success looks like and what, what it has to look like. And so we, at least internally for myself, there was a lot of like, well, you got to buy the nicest stuff. You got to spend a bunch of money on all this. And I keep going back to that space and the intimacy of the community that we had and the support that we got. And going like, look, you can buy Ikea furniture and couches and desks. As long as you have internet and a great community, like none of those other things really yeah. matter. Um, and it, I think at that time helped me prioritize what's important for us as a brand and going like, you know, you can go get an office anywhere, but like, what are we doing as a community to make this sticky and keep people here where they can see that value outside of it? Um, so that was a tangent on the old space that just That's popped great. into the head. Yeah. Um, but then we got a great opportunity because uh, we knew we needed to expand because um, we had wait lists and, you know, we could see the trajectory of where we were going. And this was all pre-COVID um, and looked at a bunch of buildings in Helena. The, we looked at uh, Independent Record. They have a, had a building in our downtown that was vacant for quite a while. That's the old newspaper. Um, Yep. Yep. Old newspaper building. And it's in the heart of downtown. And it's just kind of this like dilapidated, uh, like eyesore that was not being utilized and, uh, tried a few different avenues to get some stuff going for it, um, fell through, but then through our relationship with our local economic developers at MBAC, um, they're like, Hey, I know you've looked at this. I got this group of investors who are looking at it Ah. and this might be a good piece of the puzzle of what they're trying to put together there. And that was, uh, gosh, almost three, three and a half years ago now that we had our first conversation about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, from that point spent a couple years building this place out and now we've moved into a much larger, nicer space where we can accommodate a lot more, uh, folks, events, etc. Yeah. It was wild. We went from basically when we moved into here a little over a year ago, we doubled our square footage and our membership overnight because wow. we pre-booked all the spaces and, and we had all these people waiting for the new space, our old one was full and had a wait list. And, and it's a beautiful building. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was sort of a bittersweet thing, leaving the old space that has yeah. this like special quirky charm. It's like leaving your first house. Like, yeah. oh. It's small and cute and special and moving yeah. on to something, you know, bigger and better. Cool. It's kind of like going like, you know, the good old days of that. But 
uh, on top of that, which Shreya also, um, a piece of that that was missing is when we moved into here, um, our move-in move move and open date in Helena was three weeks after our launch in Bozeman. Yeah. So Whoa. in the span of no, a it month. No, was, it was two weeks. It was two weeks. <laughs> We're still recovering. Yeah. But in the span wow. of two weeks, we, I mean, we almost quadrupled our original numbers. Yeah. And, and, it, and it wasn't supposed footage. to be that way. It's no. just, you know how construction <laughs> is, especially like immediately post COVID, everything was behind and it kept, we were going to open in August and then October and then November. And then, you know, it kept getting pushed and, and there we were. You know, I, I, after hearing this first part of the story, I got to wonder if, what if Adam Newman just would have been paying more attention to what you guys were doing? <laughs> Maybe we would have went yeah. on a different I mean, path there's... of teasing. Of teasing. Yeah. But it's, it's a credible achievement. It's really, really yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, we're, I mean, I, I constantly have to remind myself of where, where we were at and mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into this a little bit later, but like we did a small raise to fund mm-hmm. expansion and, mm-hmm. you know, 90% of the folks who contributed to our raise in investing were family members f- or like family and friends or people who saw firsthand what Sidecar did in Helena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as an entrepreneur, you know, you have those highs of highs and lows of lows, like the, there's a lot of those lows of like, man, I wish I was growing faster. I wish I was doing this. And we can't grow faster. We've grown yeah. it's been fast already. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. as, as I'm talking to some of these individuals about it in updates, the, res- the, the most common response is, you know, look guys, we contributed to this and got behind you guys because we see the good that it's doing in the community and the necessity of it. Mm-hmm. That's what's important to us. Like we trust you to keep doing what you're doing and knowing that these are all folks who have known the both of us for so long. Mm -hmm. um, It's a good reminder to go like, wait, we don't have to do it that way. You know what you're doing. Just keep doing that. Yeah. Um, Well, it's amazing when, when the values and the, uh, and just the, the motivations are aligned in the right Mm -hmm. place. It just helps you move in a positive direction. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a long, long tangent on, tell me about the first location. No, that's great. So, <laughs> so then, uh, so you, you referenced the Bozeman location. I want to talk a little bit about that, but like, so Missoula, somewhere in the middle there between the expansion in Helena and the Bozeman launch, yeah. you launched Missoula. Anything fun from the Missoula launch that was worth yeah. highlighting? Oh my gosh. The Missoula space was, um, so we took over an existing, um, and I say we, because I joined the team like right when Jason was in talks with them. And so um, we we took that over from an existing office co-op. So basically, you know, they all just kind of rent shared and nobody was really in charge. And they had like a great little community, but it needed more structure. It needed sure. a little bit of help. And so one of the, the people who was kind of spearheading that um, approached us about taking it over. And it was before we had raised money or anything <laughs> else. And I mean, we were spending tons of time over in Missoula staying in like cheap hotels and and we painted like all 5,000 square feet of it ourselves. Whoa. (laughs) You know, with with my three uh, teenage and preteen children helping painting walls, right. White, you know, and and, it was all just like beige and kind of dingy. And, and so we, it was a very scrappy, like overhauled the whole place. And Missoula is an older building. It's like super quirky and fun. Um, so many colors from that children's museum. Yeah, it used to be a children's so museum. Paint. There's a lot oh, of weird that colors. Spot. I know right where yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah, that location. Yeah, is, because I like I knew 
I knew we wanted to be in Missoula trying. There were no vacancies at the time. And this opportunity came up and it was kind of a like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Like as long as it rent rolls right now, let's take it. Cause it like deck overlooks Karis park and the river. And, yeah. It's a gorgeous spot. Yeah. yeah it's we, like the perfect location. And so, and the community there was just, you know, the people who already worked in the space were so happy to just have somebody like sprucing <laughs> it up and, and making yeah. it look nice and whatever. And so um, that was in early uh, 2021 when we did that. And over the course of several months, um, and then, uh, you know, it was that summer that you broke your ankle and you were out for a couple months too. So we, we spent all this time yes, doing Missoula. a little bit of stuff then, going on. Yeah. yeah like, and then right you as out. we were getting ready to start it, I <laughs> yeah. snapped a bone and was out of commission. For yeah. Quite- so oh, it was interesting. Goodness. You know, at our, at our old space here in Helena, we had, I think, 35 members. When we took over in Missoula, there were maybe like 25. So mm-hmm. we almost doubled when we, we took that over. And then, you know, we opened... Bozeman added a bunch more. We we opened another space here, doubled again. Now we're up to like 250 members. Like in the course of just a couple of years, it's really been grow, grow, grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta ask: Does the Missoula membership come with carousel rides? Do you get to ride? <laughs> no, that thing goes too Look, fast. That's a great idea. Fa- I love the carousel museum. In it's Missoula. fantastic. You grab like I, a little dragon, the little coins out yeah. of the dragon's mouth. Yeah, it is one of the most fun. It's like the fastest one in the like. Northwest or something. It has some kind of title. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I believe it. And it's fun for adults. If you're in Missoula, go on it with your kids. Totally. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Ice cream's great. And what's nice is, you. I mean, they do the farmer's market. So like the entire summer that we spent working every spare minute we had, Saturday mornings, we'd be out painting, doing stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, farmer's market's going on under our deck and just the smell of all the food. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's still a little bit of uh, PTSD from smelling that or thinking of paint, but we, <laughs> yeah. We did the work and uh, <laughs> learned a lot. Good for you guys. And then, but and then Bozeman came came yeah. around, and uh, boy, that was that was exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think before we even expanded to Missoula, you know, I had this punch list of locations. It was right about the time that you were joining. I remember kind of dream boarding on a wall of like, okay, if we do Missoula, who are our partners, et cetera, and like we do this does this mean bozeman has to move down the line and um we'd looked for quite a while looked at a bunch of different locations nothing really nothing really fit what we wanted for our first location because for us when we open in a community uh the first one has to be near or in the middle of the heart of that downtown Mm -hmm. um because while maybe not convenient for most people whether it's parking or whatnot like our intent and our goal and desire is that take Bozeman, for example, we have, um, you know, we're bringing 40 to a hundred new businesses, individuals, companies, downtown to work, you know, during the day, you're going to get hungry. You're going to want coffee. You're going to want to go shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're at home, you can just jump in a car and go to a box store, you know, in this, in this type of scenario, you can just walk out your front door and then go support those mom and pop shops on your main street exactly. and kind of reignite that. Um, and so, we knew we wanted to be on main street in Bozeman or near. Um, and then through Ken Fickler, uh, gaze.ai's, uh, CEO, good friend, advisor, mentor, um, <laughs> knew, uh, yourself and a few of the other, uh, members at next frontier. And was like, Hey, you know, some of these folks are looking at buying a building. Uh, I know it might be a lot of work, but this might be the perfect opportunity. And, 
Um, you know, location, yes, but we also, you know, we want to partner with economic developers. We want to partner and work closely with those who are making changes in their community and state. And the idea of being next to, you know, the the best local venture uh, community in Montana, um, and us kind of being like this. Uh, I've pictured it like a like a like a train station. You know, like yeah. you, as a business, you're starting out there. You know, if you want to scale. There's things you have to do. We know these incredible individuals next door who could, you know, maybe help with structuring that, or um, you know, partnering for you know, lunch and learns, mentoring, etc. So it all made sense to us. Match um, made in heaven. I mean, it's it was yeah. talking about it the perfect, perfect neighbor for yeah. you know the first VC firm in Montana to be next to the first co-working space. Yeah. I mean, I, we couldn't have dreamed it up any better. And and definitely, I mean, I, you know. Definitely an improvement on our, our previous neighbors, Tyrama. No, we love Tyrama. <laughs> we, we love them. It's, it's just not quite the same. You know, not you guys bring same. so much more to the table. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, with with the crew and whatnot that you work with next door at Next Frontier, you know, you, you and the team really understand the why of what we're doing as well mm-hmm. and the value that it brings. And so having that support has been um, so invaluable for us. Um, and we're just, yeah, so incredibly grateful for it. And, you know, I don't, I don't think Bose, our Bozeman space or sidecar as a whole would be at where it is without, you know, the, you guys as neighbors and friends and advocates for us in the community. Yeah. yeah when we first went into that meeting, it was so exciting because obviously we knew the location because it was, you know, formerly the, the Hebes grocery store, iconic local grocery, you know, and off street parking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. So we knew exactly where it was and we're so excited, but we first went in and, you know, met with Richard and, and he was just like, we were so prepared to try and like sell ourselves <laughs> and it, like explain what co-working is because nobody in Montana seems to know, mm-hmm. but you know, you guys like work with entrepreneurs. You actually know what co-working spaces are. And yeah. it was so amazing to have somebody who were like, Oh, you got, they just wanted us there. They already knew what we did. And <laughs> somebody wants me and needs me. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So how did, yeah. so, uh, Sharia, how did, um, how did it go? How did the opening go? Like probably just, Went, went without a hitch in Bozeman, pretty easy, easy days. Honestly, our Bozeman project overall was like incredible. So like so, oh, okay. so, so much work, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, fortunately, one of my best friends that I've known since like I was 11 lives out in Bozeman. And so um, ah. we, we stayed with her a lot. Uh, Jason would stay in their guest room and I would sleep upstairs. With the Legos. I'd sleep upstairs on the couch in the family room. Uh, and we spent lots of time there so we could be there late at night, early in the morning, you know, and um, it just like the contractors, you know, that you, you guys had hired to, to outfit the space were amazing. Everything was on schedule. And so, Overall, it was an amazing, amazing project. It was our first big offsite opening, so we definitely learned a lot. <laughs> um, I was very, very optimistic. I'm like the de facto interior designer of the spaces and was so optimistic about what it would take to, uh, you know, decorate 7,000 square feet. Turns out it's yeah. like a little harder than you it's think. A- <laughs> but- it's big. It's a big space. It's a super cool space, though. Yeah, but we pulled it off. I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. It's funky. It's cool. Yeah. We had fun. And we really tried to carry through like our own. We wanted to make it feel homey was like one of our main things. You know, we don't want to feel like a stuffy office. So there's like lots of like weird, quirky vintage stuff. And 
Um, we pulled in all of our friends and family. Like my mom was over there helping me. And again, my children and everybody else, um, you know, and we all pulled together and, and got it done. But um, my favorite is the brass dolphin. There's a brass dolphin <laughs> on one of the tables. Yes. So one of the fun things is the brass dolphin came from Missoula Used Furniture, who is oh. uh, who is below our our sidecar space. She has like a really awesome vintage store. And every time we're in Missoula, I pop downstairs and buy just weird, weird stuff from her yeah. and get to put it in our spaces. So we cool. like to keep it interesting, you know? It's people, very interesting. People work best where they're most comfortable, and that's often at home. You know, you find your most mm-hmm. comfort at home. And so, sure. Wait a minute, Jason, you're not selling yeah. co working very well, though, because then why would they just stay at home? <laughs> because it's lonely, depressing, yeah, I know, and you can't I know, actually I know. work. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so also, it is in our terms together. of service. You can't, you can't work in your underwear at Sidecar. You do have to wear pants. Oh, is yeah. that okay. actually in there? No, but it should be. Yeah. I mean, Nobody's tried it yet, I guess. Yeah. Have people tried any other fun, interesting things worth uh, or able to share? Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of like what I can. Yeah, that's okay. You don't if you can't. Like, um, I mean, it's kind of just stories. Any fun stories, just in general? Uh, Like, oh gosh, what what can happen? Trying to think. Yeah, I mean, the fun ones and not just the our opening week in Bozeman. Like everything was pretty um, good. Going up to that point, we um, spent. We what was nice about our Bozeman opening is we had the better part of about a year and a half to prep and network and pre-book. So we spent a lot of time throwing, you know, little parties, sponsoring happy hours, going up and just you know having coffees, lunches, drinks with people constantly to build that community. Uh, you know, so that before you move into the space, that that core community at least is already connected and taken care of um because for most people on that first day they, they don't understand the heart and the vision and the values that have gone into it what they a lot of times are just looking for um is just a place to work and mm-hmm. you know montana in itself you know co-working is still fairly new here um and so we we have a we have a great opportunity and responsibility i think to kind of define what that looks like and what the values are uh so we you know, spent a lot of time doing that, bringing in um, some different leaders from around the community, uh, spent the week up when we opened. Some of our Helena members even came up with us to hang out and kind of like be at the space for the week just to kind of set an example or like, you know, this first time people are using our phone booths or mm-hmm. reserving rooms or like, am I allowed to talk in a space? Like, no, this, uh, this isn't a doctor's office. You can talk. It's okay. Yeah. Um for the most part, it went smooth. Um, we were in Helena and got some panicked calls about a sewage backup at the Bozeman location mm-hmm. um, in the first week. And so our community managers and ourselves as well, of course, are panicking. So you're like, you just spent a year and a half, two years building this up, building this product. And there is sewage backing up and spilling everywhere well of course so, there is now you have people in the space exactly. what, do, what do people Using do when it. they come to work exactly yeah. Um, yeah, exactly fortunately for us though the actual leakage and damage was on next frontier capital yeah, side i remember it well i'm biting uh, my tongue here 
We got it. Uh, we got it resolved. Okay, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah kind I of think poetic, it's... kind of ironic that the VCs, you know, had to <laughs> deal downstream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all good. And I think, like, yeah, every other location, quirks like Missoula's the most fun. Yeah, like we are always <laughs> dealing with quirky. pigeons on our deck, and so now there's walls and rooms that are like dedicated to pigeons and like art. mascots. Yeah, or, exactly. or when we had the back door open and one came in the building and. uh scared the crap out of jason and he ran away screaming yeah, like a little i did because they're frightened jason kid. that's just a pet if once yeah, a like, pigeon enters a space it becomes a pet no yeah. it's an animal. no reason to be scared uh, it's an yeah i mean no offense to bozeman or helen or anything else but our missoula crew is definitely the most uh fun and quirky we have one member who used to be a a weatherman like a meteorologist on the news oh, yes. and whenever we visit he has like a fake unlit like it's a real cigarette but it's just never been lit that he keeps on his desk and so he he walks into the room when we're in town and just starts like talking in a commercial. What a like, character! He, like, with, with the cigarette. Oh Here wow! Here Carmazula, we brew our coffee strong, and like goes into some tangent, yeah. talking at nobody really, just sort. Of, I don't know. Anyway. When I also see there's some really fun, I mean, community almost extends beyond the location because I think I even see in some of the Slack channels, because you guys have some Slack, a Slack channel that is all Mm -hmm. all locations. Mm -hmm. There's some really fun banter that goes on there. I think that's the first time I heard the the line about the best, the best mountain bike trails (laughs) in in Bozeman or or in Helena or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and here in Helena, we have like we haven't done it in Bozeman yet, but we want to. We've done open mic nights here. We have a bunch of musicians, creative people. We've done craft nights, game nights. You know, like we do a lot that's just outside of your day to day, eight to five working, because because that's what we're really trying to do is build a community and yep. and do fun things together. Um, I think Sheree, on on that note, I'm curious yeah. just to peel back a couple like you know philosophical questions like what do you what are your thoughts about the evolution of just work in general or, or remote work or commute or, or co-working work like any future future thoughts on how where this is going yeah absolutely i um you know i have had experience both working like at home by myself and in a co-working space and in traditional office environments and um like through covid i um I'm pretty introverted. I yeah, I was kind of like, wow, I'm I'm really good at this quarantine thing. I could just stay home by myself and do puzzles forever. But uh, I don't think that's the best version of me. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. when you're home by yourself all the time, you're gonna get a little weird. You know, um, and so joining Sidecar as a member was a really cool thing. Where what I think is really cool about the model and remote work in general versus um, you know having to be at the the office forty hours every week that. Um, based on your personality style, like how introverted or extroverted you are, you can kind of build your days mm. accordingly. Like mm-hmm. it might work out great for you to work from home two or three days a week and then come into sidecar a couple of days a week and, mm-hmm. and be around people. But that like, that's all you really want to do. You know, like you don't have to be here all the time. Um, that's great perspective. I, yeah. yeah. I, I think that as work gets more and more flexible, I, I honestly, I just think that's like a trajectory towards like the world being a better place that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that there's been such a history in America, especially of work-life balance being way off and mm-hmm. that we're spending all of our best energy and time at work and not with our families and everything else. And I think remote work is a, a step in the right direction towards that. And then our goal with Sidecar 2 is to then create a really fun workplace where, um, you know, Helps with that work-life balance too, where there's a little more life happening, maybe <laughs> inside there. Right. Than a traditional company. Well, that that's an interesting dynamic too, is because 
when you're working in a co-working space for our listeners who maybe are like, what is it? How does this work? <laughs> you're actually working with people who don't work for your company, right? What What's right. the differences in that dynamic that are kind of unique? I think it makes it so much easier to interact, you know, that mm-hmm. like there's no power dynamics, right? If you work mm-hmm. in an office and the person across from you, you know, at the desk next to you is your boss or, you know, there's someone that like, drives you crazy, but you have to work with them on all the projects or whatever. It just yeah. changes. It changes everything. But but in a totally. co-working space, um, that that part of work is eliminated. There might still be people who drive you crazy, but, you know, you can change desks or you can be a grown up and talk to them about it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Or you yeah. can go to game night and like break down barriers that yes, you know might exist, yes. right? Yeah, exactly. You can come to open mic night and hear me sing like the saddest girl songs ever, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, that not having those power dynamics makes a big, big difference. It's, it's like, it feels more like when you're in college and like everybody, like a dorm room. It's not that crazy, guys. This is not a frat house, but you know, except, except on Wu Tang Wednesday. Everybody is peers, you know. And, yeah, Wu Tang Wednesdays are a thing. Yeah, and always will be. And yes, oh we have a kegerator, but still not a frat house. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, you know, when there aren't those those power dynamics, everybody's just peers, and mm-hmm. I think it just makes it a lot easier. Is there any? That's awesome. I thank you for sh- that's great, great, great sharing. Um, what about who is it not good for, or is it, uh, or or maybe that's a, an unfair question. Like maybe maybe who is it who is it good for instead yeah. of who is it not good for? That's a good question. I think like we're we're kind of refining that for ourselves too. You know, it's our business model. Um, you know, obviously you want a profitable business model. An easy way to do that is just to build a bunch of offices have zero maintenance that you need to do because everyone's self-sufficient in profit. But for us, like that's not, it's not our why we don't want to be landlords. We don't want, mm. we, th- that's not what we want. Um, so for us, it's an individual who, you know, has a desire to, you know, have, you know, build a community, be a part of, be a part of the community, be a part of something larger than just what they're doing. Um, you know, I think, Community is crucial to who we are as humans. And I think on the path to maturity, whether that's personally, professionally, um, community is a, a, a non-negotiable in that. Um, and so for us and myself, um, you know, a space like this was necessary so that I have people asking, you know, hey, how's, how's this project going? You know, last week you were saying, you know, you're struggling on this, like, How's that going? Whether that's through a local, locally hosted mastermind group, a lunch and learn, or just a friend going like, "Hey, you know what? You look kind of down. You want to go for a walk? You want to go grab a coffee?" Um, like, Sidecar was born out of a deep personal need for myself, and even today, when I walk into this space, I know that I need this just as much, if not more, than anybody else. Um, and so, keeping that close to our heart where like we we want this space we want sidecar to exist yes for the members but also for that community that's outside of those four walls of our space Mm -hmm. so members can host like sharia said game nights events um we will yeah those aren't all sidecar sponsors yeah you know we tell folks please use this space you want to do a game night um we have folks who are passionate about volunteering so we've tapped them and gone like sweet uh can you organize volunteer opportunities for our community? Um, Cause oftentimes people are so locked in on work. 
like when you go volunteer together, when you do things together, that's where community is built. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's for, yeah, the type of person who just, uh, is not happy with the way that they are working and they need, um, a, a different environment, a different place. They need accountability. Cause like, if I'm sitting here saying like, oh, I haven't gotten anything done this week, but Joe who's sitting next to me, here's things like, yeah, dude, you've been watching YouTube all week. Of course <laughs> you haven't. And like, like uh-huh. Sharice said, there's no power dynamic in that because yeah. everybody's doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that built in accountability has been a really nice piece as well. That's cool. I think it's cool that it's flexible because everybody's going to get out of the community what they put in, you know, mm-hmm. like, and some people, their needs are different. You know, if they want to come in and go straight into their private office and close the door and not engage much, like, that's fine. You can do mm-hmm. that here. And people, they, they won't maybe connect as much, but maybe that's all they need and it's okay. But if they really want to get connected, there's opportunities. And I, I think that's what's cool is that um, it kind of runs the gamut, you know, as far as like what you can do and it doesn't always work well for people who are on calls 24 seven in general. I feel so bad for the people who are on calls all the time, you know, mm-hmm. that it can be hard to, having to spend a bunch of time in a meeting room or whatever. Um, but yeah, maybe like, you get perspective out of seeing what other people are doing for their, yeah, it's very work. influential. I think. Yeah. Too. And we have all different sectors. We have like nonprofits, we have lawyers, we have mm-hmm. like remote workers, entrepreneurs, like it just really, is all over the place. You're going to interact with lots of people that you probably would never otherwise rub shoulders with. Yeah. And the stories you hear of the impact of these businesses or nonprofits that call sidecar home, like it's not just Montana wide, it's the countrywide it's worldwide for a lot of these folks and for individuals to be able to take a seat, like to, to be able to take a step back and see the stories that are happening. It's great. But for us too, it's very, I, I keep a folder on my phone that everyone makes fun of me for, uh, probably because they're jealous, but I call it my affirmation folder. And it's like screenshots from whether it's text messages, conversations of like great things that are happening because of like what us and our families have built and sacrificed because, yeah. you know, as an entrepreneur, like I said, you feel the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And, mm-hmm. you know, as an entrepreneur in the lowest of lows moment, you know, we don't, we don't want anybody to experience that alone. Same mm-hmm. as the high moments. We want people to be able to, I want someone to celebrate with me, mm-hmm. uh, but working alone, it's like, I'll just high five myself or I'll cry on myself. You know, if you're a hermit that doesn't like people, then the sidecar is probably not for you. But yeah. otherwise we feel like it's for most people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Good. Answer. To the point. I like it. Great. <laughs> that, that'll be the um, intro cut line right there. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, yeah, that should be like a plug you guys have on your website or something. Maybe yeah. the sidecar, not for hermits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sharia, uh, Sharia, what's the, um, what is the coming next in co-working? Any, the future of co-working, how does it evolve? What's crazy out there ideas that you may have? Um, well, what we're seeing in the immediate future is we're seeing a lot of companies who went uh, remote trying to kind of pull their employees back together, but they no longer have office buildings. And so they're reaching out to us like, hey, we have a team of four. Not everybody needs to come in every day, but we still need a place to gather. So we're seeing a little bit of a shift from individuals who are working for companies that are elsewhere and actual local companies who are like, well, we still need a conference room sometimes and um, we want to see each other occasionally, but we're not going back to just full time in the office where we're, you know, leasing an office building. So we're seeing a lot of that for sure. 
Um, and I, I personally think that, you know, the world is just going to continue to move that way towards remote work that like we all got a taste of it during the pandemic and that it, it can be really good. It can be problematic too. And I think it can continue to be refined and co-working spaces will be a big catalyst for that, creating more flexible spaces for companies. You know, if I was a company owner and I had the option of buying an office building and putting out, you know, tons of money every month versus getting a few memberships at a co-working space, um, I feel like the choice is fairly obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel like it's something that's going away and that it's just going to continue to become sort of the norm, you know? Awesome. Instead of a fringe thing. But, right. Mm-hmm. So you guys what are you right think, on the, you're, cre- you're going to crest on this wave. It's not crashing. Yeah. 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 I think going into COVID was a very scary time for us because, you know, we didn't know what to expect. And, you know, going into that season was a very like, okay, is, is our, is our business model like, is this going to work? Is this going to take us out? But, you know, when the world had to experiment with remote work and got to experience the benefits of it, of, you know, employees are happier, more productive. As a company, you can save X amount on your bottom line by doing this. You know, it, it opened up for us an opportunity. I think we, we never could have fathomed because the co-working landscape in Montana, you know, there wasn't much. There's some incredible like one-off type spaces that have different focuses. Um, but as far as like what we're doing and trying to increase the, uh, the um, our, um, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> entrepreneurial ecosystem. Uh, uh, let me go back to that. Um, you know, for us and what we're doing and wanting to help to continue to increase that ecosystem for the entrepreneurs, but also the access, um, you know, th- that's really important to us because a lot of folks travel throughout the state. So mm-hmm. we're like, hey, yep, you can buy a membership in Bozeman. That also gets you access to all of our other locations as well. Um, and that's where, like Shrey said, a lot of the businesses um, and larger organizations are starting to reach out. So that's very cool. We're exploring going, you know, is this an opportunity we haven't thought about? Speaking of uh, speaking of all the locations, <clears throat> spoiler alert! Any new ones? Maybe you're thinking about or planning, or maybe you don't want to say. Or yeah, um, nothing right now. Um, okay. You know, in this season, what we're trying to focus on is um, you know focusing on our building, continuing to build our community and culture with the locations that we have because we we sprinted really hard for the better part of a year getting spaces filled, preparing for all of that. And, you know, that of course comes at a cost and, you know, we weren't able to you know, be as present for, you know, doing different community events and whatnot. And, you know, as more and more communities and spaces pop up going, what's important for us, you know, how do we make these memberships so sticky where if someone's going, I got to cut 200 bucks a month, like sidecars are non-negotiable. It's not just an office space. They're going, no, I have coffee with so-and-so there. You know, I'm a part of a mastermind group, like all the different values outside of a monetary amount, focusing on those um, because those relationships and that rapport are going to be what continue to carry us to all of our other locations. Yeah, there's definitely cities we're excited about. You know, there's Butte and Great Falls and some of these places that Mm -hmm. feel like they could be really up and coming and we may not quite be ready for us yet, Mm -hmm. but there's like a lot of potential and we're excited about exploring some of those things a little bit further down the road. But like, 
yeah, we're definitely in a season of like figuring out all the systems, making sure everything's like a well-oiled machine so that when the right opportunities come up, we're ready to grow in like an even better way, right? You know, because if you grow too fast, it can be problematic and we need like good foundation to like, to expand upon and trying to figure out how do we open new spaces without having to be there 24 seven, um, painting the walls ourselves and all those kind of things, you know? Yeah, and keg, so kegerators are hard to come by right now. Yeah. So if that's uh, you know you really? got to page, you got to sit. No, I don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we're we're in like continual uh, conversation and catch ups with different communities and economic developers. Like you know uh, Christian, one of the folks at Great Falls uh, Development. He you know he's been on us for two years now, and we're like, okay, do I have to drag you up here what are we gonna do and mm-hmm. you know we're seeing the same you know butte billings but at the same time you know we have wait lists in all of our locations mm-hmm. so that's where we had to weigh okay do we activate a new space in a new community right. or do we open a secondary and then if you do that how do you retain the same values from one to the other mm-hmm. uh, when they're so close and all these little easy decisions we have to make yeah yeah, simple, simple stuff, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's great. Well, I mean, what a team to be managing those decisions because you've, you've, you've really d- made some incredible progress to date or, and more to come for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to close with two kind of, uh, uh, well, two questions, but since there's two of you, you each get one. Okay. Uh, Jason, you you're going to go work. first. You're going to go first. Okay. Uh, if you had like a wish or a dream or like maybe a dream that you, you've had that hasn't come true yet, for something super crazy or out there cool that you've wanted to do at one of these locations, oh, what, would, what, would it, what would it be? Do you, I mean, you I have joke one? a lot about wanting I, a helicopter. I mean, but... Yeah, I want a helicopter pad. Uh, I've, I've already <laughs> tried like hot tub on our roof here in Helena or tanning bed. Those didn't happen. Um, I like my dream is to find something like an old like Lowe's or Shopco. Um, and completely demo and refit it out with, you know, with a working space, with a large community space um, where you can, you know, the, the community can come in for big movie nights, um, event space for concerts. Like I, we have a great model in Helena with our multi-use because we have a brewery, coffee shop, restaurant. We have a shower in our bathrooms. So, like you could live here. Yeah. Um, but, but but you can't. That's... But you can't. <laughs> it's not allowed. Uh, we'll put a legal yeah. disclaimer at the bottom of this episode. Show yeah. notes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think taking a, a large place and making it like your modern day town square type mm. of space where you have you know vendors that can pop up for things, community space, your own co working space. Um, yeah. That's that's Did the he easiest answer. That? answer. Did he answer that? Did he holding back something, or did he did he answer that? I don't know. I, th- that was a journey. I was surprised. <laughs> all right, all right, Sheree, Yours is a little bit more tame, but I'm curious okay. from your perspective. It's more an opportunity. I want you to give a plug out to everybody listening to this episode. So, if you're not a hermit and mm-hmm. you live in Bozeman, Missoula, or Helena, and you're working from home, why should you try it? Why should you try Sidecar? Uh, because people need other people. And I think that no matter how introverted you are or how much of a system you have, that like having other people you're interacting with on a daily basis is so important. And just just 
talking to people face to face instead of just on a screen is so important. You know, like we always have a puzzle table going in our spaces because so many of us are on screens all the time. You just need like a brain and eye break, you know? So, and the other thing for me is like when I work at home, even when my kids are in school, whatever else, I just, I think the separation of work and home is really, really important. Um, Mm -hmm. And that remote work when you're just working out of, out of your living space can really blur the lines, you know, and that, Um, for myself, I get really stressed out. Like what I try and do too much, right? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to start a load of laundry and then I'm going to log into this meeting and then I'm going to do this and do this. And I, I need to be able to just like walk away from home, leave the mess, leave whatever and go to work mm-hmm. and be at work. And then, you know, kind of that wherever you are, be all there idea that, um, can get really unhealthy when you're just in the same space all the time. Um, so yeah, separation, people to be around. It's good right. for all of us. Brilliant. What a great plug and, you know, kind of a perfect ending for, for our episode. Um, I'm going to let, let one of you, uh, decide who, 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 who wants to do that to, to just tell our audience where they can find out more about you and sidecar online. But before that, I just want to say thank you to both of you. You've both been tremendous leaders in our startup ecosystem and our, in our, just our co-working ecosystem here in Montana. And truth be told, Today and every day that I'm recording a Found in the Rockies episode, I do it all from the French toast phone booth in Bozeman's <laughs> Nightcar. So, you know, it's, it's an amazing spot with blazing internet speed. That's my plug. I love you guys. So please tell our audience where they can find more about you in Sidecar Online. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being a part of the community there in Bozeman, Les. We love having you there in the French toast booth. It's a good one. Um, <laughs> you can check us out at thesidecar.club is our website, and you'll find links there to sign up for memberships, our social media, all of it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to nextfrontiercapital.com to get transcripts, links, and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop every two weeks. We'll see you next time.